good morning to you on this marvelous Monday. You know, I'm unusually back-to-back with some of these podcasts. But I had to come on here this morning because there was something very disturbing, very horrific, and very terrifying that crossed my eyes and ears on the breaking news this morning. And it was a news report concerning four children. Four children, three that were alive and one that was deceased. And if you didn't see it on the news, I want you to listen to this. It says a teenager, a teenager called the police department and told the deputy his nine-year-old brother has been dead inside the apartment for a year. Now, this took place in Harris County, Texas. And there is where they found three children abandoned inside that West Harris County apartment complex on Sunday yesterday, along with a skeleton remain of a small child. They say around 3.15 p.m. Sunday, the deputy said they received a call from a 15-year-old who claimed his nine-year-old brother has been dead for a year and his body was in the room next to his in the apartment and they gave the address. Now, the teenager then told the deputy his parents, I hope somebody get this, His parents haven't been living in the apartment with them, him and his two younger siblings, for several months. So the deputies went to that apartment and found from this phone call those three children alone as well as the skeleton remains of this other small child. Deputy said the remains appear consistent with the age provided by the 15-year-old. Now, this younger sibling said the other brothers were 10 and 7, and they all appear malnutrition, and they showed signs of physical injury, according to the investigator. They, along with the 15-year-old sibling, were taken to a nearby hospital to be treated. The mother of the children and her boyfriend have been located and were being interviewed by homicide investigation as of Sunday night. They said based on their experience, the deputy said, that they will, it's always best, they said, to not speculate and just let the investigation take its course. But it was a very disturbing set of circumstances, the deputy said, so we need to definitely want some answers for these children, the sheriff said. The sheriff said he had been a sheriff for 21 years and he, has children 
Well, he said he have a 21-year-old, an 11-year-old, and he can never imagine leaving them abandoned anywhere. The cause of death of the deceased child will be determined by a medical examiner. Now, what I want to talk briefly, I just want to talk briefly because when I heard this, you know, there are many cases on my podcast where I have said it, there is an, a handbook other than the Bible that, that, that says we have to. People listen to me. I don't know what's going on in this world, but people are abandoning kids and kids are being taken. Take care of your children. So many people are spending so much energy looking for, digging up, going through unnecessary changes to be in relationships. And they're really abandoning their children. Not just physically. Yes, these kids were physically abandoned and left alone. But there are people in the house with your children and you still abandon them emotionally. Because you're not putting in the energy to help them accelerate in school or different extracurricular activities. A lot of people are running around trying to find anything else to do than invest with your children. You know, I raised five kids. I raised five kids. And I can't tell you what it feel like to take them on a vacation because I couldn't afford it. But I also can't tell you what it feel like to be away from them too long. Because I didn't believe in them going to stay somewhere. If it wasn't job related, to me, it was never more than maybe a weekend here and there with a boyfriend. But to go off for months and months and months and leave these kids and they've been living by themselves with a deceased child in the house for a year. So the only thing that can tell me in my mind that the parents was there when the child was deceased because the the 15-year-old said the parents only been gone for a few months, several months. But the brother been deceased for a year. So I'm sure he he's competent enough to articulate this information. So whatever happened in that apartment with this lady, her boyfriend, to get in this fear and phobia to leave together after maybe the tragedy of, of something happening. One of the children was killed and they didn't want to go to prison. So eventually they just left him there and then they just left all of them. They probably couldn't even stand this, this smell anymore. And they left those boys in there. You know how tragic. And sometimes people take for granted parents. And sometimes parents take for granted children. And this is why I always say, if you got a parent who didn't leave you, who didn't abandon you, because sometimes, and listen to me, I'm like the detective. I'm not going to speculate because I know, I know personally, raising five kids, it was never easy days sometimes where everything was peaches and cream because no matter how you feel, no matter how you felt, I still had to get up. I had to prepare breakfast. I had to keep groceries. I had, I mean, when you're really doing your parental duties, it's, it's a lot. 
It's a lot to make sure they're safe, they're they're not sick, you know, they're healthy, you, you don't want them injured, you know, you try to protect them. I mean, you walk through the day and the night. You, you got to go to schools, you got to follow up with this stuff. And listen to me, I know more than any with five kids that I pretty much raised without the input. Now, I was married, but I didn't have the input. And sometimes we can be in relationships, but that doesn't mean that the man in our life is in in the relationship to help with our children. And you got some biological dads that are in the house and they don't help with the children. You know, so all I'm saying, people, on this podcast today, when that came across my eyes and ears, really begin, if you need If you need help, there are so many help hotlines out here. The corona, I understand, have thrown a lot of people off course because they're used to not having to leave home with these phobias or either practice such strategic wisdom to stay away from being sick. But if anything, people, this is very horrific. First off, please send up prayers for these three young men and 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 whatever state of mind their mother was in. Because they didn't say she left with their daddy. She left with a boyfriend. And I just want to ask anybody that's out here listening to the sound of my voice, please, what about the children? What about the children? See, we, we want to worry about, and I got to say this because I listen to people. They so caught up in what the next grown-up doing. They so caught up in being so competitive on Facebook, Instagram. But what about the children? To ignore is so easy. And there's so many innocent children would choose the wrong way. Yes, I'm quoting Yolanda Adams song. It says, what about the children? Remember when we were children, and if it was not for those who loved us and who cared enough to show us, where would we be today? I love that song. I love that song from the day I first heard it. I love that song. And it resonates with me because it's very serious. What about the children? People don't make time to help them with homework, but they want to make time to flex them on Facebook. People don't make time to get with them, play board games, make sure, make sure they are routine with their chores. What about the children? I don't know what happened to this mother, but I do know this. Those three young men that are yet still alive. I imagine for the months they was in there by themselves. That will forever scar them in some kind of way. It's very, it's a trauma. It's a true trauma. On this marvelous Monday, sit down and incorporate some things. I I like to suggest, let me tell you, because I ain't trying to tell nobody what to do. I'm suggesting, what about your children? If you too busy worrying about mama, sister, daddy, brother, auntie, uncles, boyfriends, 
What about the children? What about them? Somebody is going through with their child or children. And I know sometimes it seems hard. Trust me, I'm telling you, I know, I feel you. But my cousin said something to me, and I'm going to give this to whoever needs this. I was crying to her one night in December in 2000. I mean, night, let me see, what year was it? 1980. It was 1988. Or 87. 88. It was 88. 1988. December 1988. And I had just left my first husband. And my babies were six months old now. And the government wouldn't give me any help. They wouldn't give me no food stamps. They wouldn't give me no check. And I said, I got a house full of children and two babies and Pepper six months old. And they said to me, but your husband's income causes you not to qualify. And at that time in 1988, he was averaging $1,000 a week. So I told the lady, but I'm not with him anymore when I went down to get assistance. She said, well... That could be true. But by the Georgia law, you must be separated from your husband for six months before we can give you some help. I said, well, what am I to do? She said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but to come back in six months. So for six months, y'all, I had to sit there day in and day out. And six months may not seem like a long time, but when you don't have no money, no food stamps and nobody working to bring you money. I'm just saying. Every day I woke up in faith of expectations. I want you to get this now. Every day when I laid down at night, I gave thanks that my children ate that day. And then I would ask God who he going to touch tomorrow for us to eat again. And then I had a cousin that came to me and she said to me, she said, I don't know why, but God told me to come and bring you these food steps. Then they had them in a book and she bought me a book of steps and that lasted me. I made a stretch. I budget. I cut out coupons and I made those $50 scratch almost a whole month. Y'all, you don't hear me now because I had some good coupons. <laughs> And I might have got like $150 worth of groceries. And when you know how to, to mix and match and make it scratch and work, you can do this. But they never missed a beat of hunger. They never missed a beat of hunger. You don't hear me now. And at that time, I ain't have no boyfriend. I didn't want no boyfriend. I just left my husband. I'm grieving. I'm grieving this departure. And I'm crying almost off and on every day. And the enemy will come into your mind and try to attack you. He'll tell you all kind of things. He'll say, just get drunk. Or, or get with somebody you know can bring you some drugs and just get high. So see, that's why I say, I, can't, I don't know what went through the mind of those young men, mother. But I know what the enemy can talk to your mind and tell you. The devil can get on your back and he can ride you to places you know better. But in the moment... 
You just caught up. And if you don't cry out, and that's what I had to do. I had to cry out, y'all. I cried out to my cousin, Evangelist Enola Maria. I love that woman. And she's transitioned, but she was very dear to me. So I remember calling her in the middle of the night and I was crying and I said, you know, okay, we out of groceries. This was December. But now remember, when I went to get help, let me say this, that was in October of 1988. So now I'm in my third month. I done sold all the furniture I could sell to keep my children from being on the floor. I kept their beds. I sold my dinette table. I sold the pictures I had on the wall. And I moved from this beautiful house that was on two and a half acres of land. And I had to transition to the projects. And I had to start going through this only because I left a relationship that was so broken. And at the time, which my husband ended up involuntarily quitting his job. And that really made me leave. So, this is the thing. When you going through like that and people don't know, they said one of the biggest, when I learned this going to college, they said one of the, the biggest reasons for people to be impoverished is divorced. Because where there was two incomes when it break down to one. This pushed a lot of people into impoverished. That's why God said marriage is honor. This is why the Bible said two better than one. Because when one down, you can pick the other up. But that wasn't the case with me. I was all by myself with my little ones. And I had two older and three little ones. Six months old and a year in 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 in, in, in a year older than that. By my husband, two sets of twins, 11 months apart. But I tell you, God will make a way. And this is what I want somebody out there, wherever you're listening from, in this United States or outside of the United States, I want to encourage you today from my own testimony, because that was 33 years ago. God will make a way. All we need to do, people, is focus on our own life. Sometimes that's why I can't stand when people get all over in other folks' Kool-Aid. When you focus on your own life, even when you're with lack and limitations, you think because I was going through, I was running to everybody's house and giving in everybody business and trying to tell them what they should have, could have, would have did. No. Actually, during that season, I drew closer to God than ever before in my entire life. I mean, even I'm talking about even as of today. I remember waking up with scriptures stuck all on my mirror. I began to memorize so many scriptures in the Bible. You you listen to me, y'all. I remember I prayed so many times. I stopped throughout the day when my little babies took naps, when I finished feeding them because they were still eating, you know, cereal and stuff like that. But I would feed them grits, you know, to keep them full because, you know, grits weren't that expensive. And I cooked them almost every morning. And they thought that, hey, mama just, she loved to cook breakfast. But I was fixing something to fill them up. Because I didn't know what lunch and dinner was going to be. For six months, y'all. We went through the Christmas, Thanksgiving holidays. You don't hear me now. And this is why I'm not caught up in stuff like other people. Because that stuff only becomes so significant. When you put your emotions in it to make it, listen, I'm not knocking holidays. I, I celebrate them. 
But if you don't have, that's no reason to get all caught up. See, that's how people get caught up, y'all. They think if you can't celebrate something, it the world like it's going to come to an end. No, it won't. It'll be okay. Trust me, I know. If you got your life, your health, your strength, I know holidays are coming up and people going to get in their feelings and emotions because they're going to be looking around at other people. Stop peeping over the fence so much. I could have sat there and lost my mind if I did that. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. If I sat there and dwelt on all the people that was having Thanksgiving dinner and, and Christmas trees and lights when we didn't have any of that, we didn't even have a table to eat off. For Christmas, I sat on the stairway. I fixed my kids some hot chocolate with 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 marshmallows and cookies and 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 the cookies that used to come in the pack with your bake in the oven and I played my clarinet Christmas songs and for as they remember let me tell y'all I'm telling you they remember they thought they had a fun Christmas they didn't they didn't they didn't understand that we was in such a lack and limitation because it wasn't about filling their heads with always looking at what other people are doing and we get, I got to compete with that. No, you don't. All you need to do is make what's best for your house in your house to be the best. Do best by your spouse, your mate, your children, your cleaning, your cooking, your clothes, when you get through with all that and your Christ, you ain't got time to worry about what somebody else finna choose to do in their life. I'm serious. And that's how I live, y'all. And that's how I survived. I had no income. I had no job. And I could not leave and go to work because I could not afford. In that little country town, they didn't have a job to pay me enough money to pay a babysitter for three children. Because the other two was in school. So I sat there, but I stayed busy. I stayed busy cooking, cleaning, washing, cooking, cleaning, washing, raising, teaching, reading, studying my word, learning scriptures, taking that yoke and learning of God. And, don't, and, and listen, and people, at that time, I went with 28 years old. And I learned more about the Bible during that season than ever before in my life because that was my daily bread throughout the day. That's what sustained me for them six months. That's why I advocate the way I do biblical principles because I know it worked for me. And I believe if it worked for me, it'll work for you. And if you don't want to try it, that's fine. You have a free will choice, but all I'm doing is sharing what kept me going. I wasn't busy looking over the fence trying to figure out why somebody choosing to do this, that, and the third. I was busy trying to raise mine, do hair, cook clean, and be consistent. Do people even know what that mean anymore? Be consistent. I had a boring routine, but I made it not boring in my mind. I had to get up and do the same repeated thing every day. Every day, y'all. Cook, clean, wash. Every day. Raise children. Check homework. Every day. 
And when the weekend came during that season, because I didn't have a boyfriend, you know what I spent time doing? Sitting there cooking, cleaning, washing on Saturday, watching them outside the back door because I was washing two to three times a week. Remember, I had babies six months old. They were steady messing up T-shirts, steady throwing up on T-shirts. And so they wouldn't even walk in there. And then when the people wouldn't help me and give me no money, I took some some hand towels. I don't know if y'all even know what those are, but I took hand towels. You know how people get a washcloth and a hand towel, then a towel. That's the one in the middle when you buy the set. I took those and made diapers for my babies. And I took trash bags, the little ones I would have for my my trash can in the bathroom and I cut two openings at the bottom and put them on my little girl and my little boy twins to make sure if they TT in the hand towel, it wouldn't drip on the floor because the little trash bag was tied around. I improvised. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this testimony. I improvised until those six months passed. And once those six months passed, let me tell y'all something. I ain't never worried about no food being in my house no more. Because what they did, when they finally gave me some food stamps on the seventh month. Woo! My goodness. On the seventh month, new, 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 uh, 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 completion. When God got through taking me through, that's why I don't get in folk business sometimes. Sometimes God take you on a journey. To empower you to be a blessing for somebody else. We can't be selfish people and thinking that this world is about us and us and us. This world is about God's purpose and plan for your life. And sometimes it may be where it don't, it don't agree with other people. But, but they didn't create you. See, God created you. And I got, had to go through what I went through, but God knew I could go through it. Yes, I cried many nights. And this is what my cousin told me the night I cried calling her. I said, baby sister, it's just, that's what we call it. I said, it's just sure not easy. And I don't know what we going to do about food for tomorrow. It's three months in December. 1988 and she said it's a long road that won't never end I said what that mean she said it's gonna end it's a long road that don't never end every road sooner or later she said gonna come to an end and your children gonna grow up and they gonna become grown ups and you won't have to do all that you're doing cause I was crying I was like I don't have no help. I got to do all this by myself. And I was just saying, hi, just not fair. That's why when women tell me stuff like that now, I, I, I can relate. But I try to get them out of their head space. Because if you start worrying about what ain't fair, that you feel your baby daddy not doing, it'll take you to some places you really don't want to be. In a place of darkness. And that's when the devil come in and really ride you. So it's best to not try to go there. And so that's how I lived. I, I, I realized that's why I had to stay in the Bible. People might not have understood why I was so deep instead in my Bible. But I had to, y'all. I had to stay in the Bible. Some people may have to stay in a church building. But I had to stay in my Bible. And, it, it, and whether I went to church or not, 
I had to eat that word. And when I say I had a thirst and hunger every day, all day, when I tell you scriptures everywhere, laying on my dresser, laying on my nightstand. Well, I ain't had no nightstand or no dresser, but the thing I had in there, my TV was on. And, 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 and then in my bathroom, all around the mirror, Every, every room that in my kitchen, oh my God, they was all over the kitchen, stuck in the cabinets, hanging out. I was steady quoting because that became my strength. And that's why I walk in the strength that I walk in now. And that's why whatever people decide to do, I'm okay with it. Because I walk by a faith that's bigger than people. I walk by a faith. That's bigger than people. I walk by a faith that's bigger than myself. I walk by a faith that fed me and my children for six months when I didn't see no way out of no way. I walk by a faith that made provisions for our lives to sustain and survive. I walk by a faith who left a, a, a house and moved to the project, but God blessed me from to come out the project into a house. I walked by faith from being on a program and not seeing it as a handout, but a hand up. I walked by faith. And I pray that you do the same today. And may the blessings from heaven flow down into your lives, meet all your needs, even the things your heart desire. And may you delight yourselves in God and you continue to prosper with your children and be in good health even as your soul prosper and until the next podcast may we all pray one for another god bless good day